This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Everybody, welcome back to the Science Fictionary podcast, hosted by thesciencefictionary.com. I'm your host for this episode, David, and joining me, as always, is Andrew. What's going on, guys? And Marisha. Hey, everybody. So this is going to be our news-centric show of the week, and we just have a couple small pieces of news, nothing too big, but I think it'll lead us into some interesting conversation, especially with the Jared Leto Joker images that came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll save that one for last and jump into the, the small little bits of news first. I don't know how much y'all care about this, but Pedro Pascal was cast as Joel in The Last of Us show coming to... Um, was it Amazon or HBO? One of those streaming services. I think it's HBO, but I could be mistaken. I think it is HBO. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I, it's HBO. I haven't played the game, but I hear a lot of people talking about it. Um, everybody seems really excited about the the casting news. Yeah, I've I'm, I've been a huge fan of The Last of Us. We we did a gaming centric episode recently, and mm-hmm. I talked about The Last of Us a little bit on there. That's one of those stories that uh, it's one of those games that really changed gaming as a whole this past decade, I think, because it, it it showed a lot of people. It opened a lot of people's eyes to the fact that gaming really is an art form. Uh, it's a beautiful story, so I'm mm-hmm. really excited for the adaptation, and I think Pedro Pascal is going to be awesome in it. Of course, y'all know Pedro Pascal from a lot of things, but mainly, uh, more recently, The Mandalorian. Right, yeah. Yeah, now the, the Last of Us is not one. At some point, I need to play the games, but um, it's not one I know just a whole lot about. I know there's a lot of hype around this show, and uh, of course, it appears. I mean, everything I've seen about these casting rumors today, with uh, or I guess was it yesterday, with yesterday uh, or today? Okay, with uh, Pedro Pascal and um, Bella Ramsey. Yeah, Bella Ramsey. Yeah, a little girl who played Lyanna Mormont in uh, Game of Thrones, which she was awesome. She I was. She was Game of Thrones. No joke, for sure. Yeah, I remember seeing Game of Thrones, and like everybody said, this girl is going to go places because she was one of the best actresses on screen, and she was like eight at the time mm-hmm. of filming that. Really so. little. Yeah. Yeah. Which but, you know, Ellie is not really a little girl, so. That was kind of a. I think Bella Ranch is amazing, but that was kind of a little uh, jarring to me. I mean, even at this point, I believe Bella Ramsey is is no older than like thirteen. So um, I actually looked that up to see exactly Bella, how much. Bella Ramsey is uh, seventeen years old. She's seventeen years old. Yeah. She just looks that young. I guess so. Holy crap! I, I don't know where I had it in my head that she was, I guess just from the looks of her. Wow. Um, never mind. I take back what I said. <laughs> uh, I just assumed she was so young uh, because I think her char- her character was that young. Yeah. And she looked that way. So I think I just made that connection in my head. 
why okay i guess i mean she looks kind of young but if she's 17 years old that's about i think elliot was like 15 years old and i'm sure she'll look older in the show than she would in something like game of thrones where she's actually trying to portray an eight-year-old right yeah yeah now that has been a few years ago too i mean you're right you're right and it's been it's been a few years since they filmed it at least too i'm sure she's mm-hmm. um looking at 17 holy yeah. crap it happens fast next thing you know yeah i mean i'm assuming this won't this show won't actually come out till when is it late this year or sometime next year uh, uh i think it's sometime next year okay yeah she'll be 18 by the time it comes out jesus okay cool good for her i guess um, <laughs> But no, everything I've seen has been incredibly positive about this casting. Yeah, Pedro Pascal, he's not someone I had in mind for Joel. I actually did a casting video on this like months ago, and I brought up like seven people, and I didn't even think of Pedro Pascal. But if I would have made that video around the time that Mandalorian Season 2 was coming out, I probably would have put him on the list because he would have been fresh in the mind. Mm -hmm. Um, He doesn't necessarily look the part, but I mean – brunette man with the beard it'll i'm sure it'll it'll he'll make it work and i'm sure he'll be incredible yeah there's a lot of emotional depth to joel he, he he's going to be someone very different from uh people we've seen pedro pascal play i think um because you know mandalorian is you know pretty can be a pretty dark character but he's not like he hasn't like you know had to murder people to survive in a post-apocalyptic world and mm-hmm. And all that kind of stuff. He hasn't watched his daughter die right in front of him in his arms. Spoilers for a game that came out 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> so it'll be very different for him to do that. And Joel's not exactly a charming man. And Pedro Pascal is very good at playing charming men. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a really different, interesting role for him. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you're right. He does kind of tend to go in for, for the charmers. Yeah. Um, uh, Dorian. Mm-hmm. Um, Marte- is his name? Oberon, I'm thinking of his brother Dorian. Oberon Martell. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my Game of Thrones facts all mixed up um, tonight. Bella Ramsey was only ten when she did Game of Thrones. So she was, the internet. It was seven. She, that was seven years ago when she filmed that stuff. Wow, time has passed. Okay, I wasn't super dumb. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of charming men, there have been some rumors uh, around Keanu Reeves lately, potentially playing Craven the Hunter in a Sony standalone film. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. It's, um, you know, he's being, Keanu Reeves is, is one of those guys that really since John Wick has been rumored for everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like every, like, sort of badass character with black hair that... <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that, that somebody mentions it's like oh yeah keanu reeves would be perfect for that mm-hmm. um and some of the roles i think he would be great for yeah i mean that's that's a that's a really interesting one and uh you'll have to correct me if i'm wrong that would probably be part of sony trying to jump back into doing their sinister and he part of the sinister six he has been a part of the sinister six he's not the og group but okay. there's so many variations but knowing that they've been really wanting to do something there, it kind of you know yeah. makes you wonder if that's what they're gonna do. But yeah, it'll be in that same multiverse of like Venom and Morbius, which apparently is also in the MCU. It's who knows. 
I mean, well, uh, maybe we we had you know it's probably. Um, I might as well mention this now. Like, I don't know if you had. Did you have the Tom Holland comments on your news list uh, about the about Andrew Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire not being in the movie? Yeah, uh, I didn't have it on my list because uh, I didn't think about it. But uh, I mean, I I don't know what to think about that. Maybe he's just lying, or maybe they didn't tell him because he's spoiling <laughs> stuff so much. <laughs> Right. Well, it, it's either there's there's a few possibilities, and and I and um I think it was John Campia that was talking about this was like you know either he's lying, or like either you know either he's finally learned to play the game, yeah, and not just spill the beans on everything, or or it's literally such a small part that he just has no clue. Yeah, or maybe a little bit of both. Or. <laughs> They just are just not telling him. Yeah. I feel like it's leaning towards learning to play the game. Um, the rumors were so heavy. Like, there was so much talk about it that, like, I find it really hard to believe that he's that they're not in it. Um, at least in some, like... The rumors... In some way, Andrew yeah. Garfield and Tommy McGuire are showing up again as Spider-Man. Well, there's definitely something going on. They've definitely been showing up for something. It's just, like... You kind of start to wonder, and you go, "Well, is maybe it maybe it's something Sony's working on that's totally unrelated that's bringing them back?" And I, that's true. You know, who knows? Venom but well. yeah, I mean, who who knows? I, honestly, they could be doing just about anything. But um, it does if he's telling the truth, which I kind of don't think he is. I, I think that he's doing. I think that Tom Holland has finally learned to play the game and knows what he can and can't say. But we've we've had talked a lot of theories on here the last few weeks, and they all go up in smoke if that turns out that Andrew mm-hmm. Garfield and um and uh, Toby Maguire are not in this movie. Yeah, and if they're not in the movie then they're probably involved in something. And I could see that being one of, one of these Sony uh, properties, you know, Sony ha- for years has been trying to make this a thing. And I've been laughing at them the entire way. <laughs> um, I have to give Sony some credit because, you know, they did make into the spider verse and venom was, a, I didn't like venom, but it was a success. Uh, they are actually making Morbius, which blows my mind. Cause I, for years I was like, yeah, yeah, they're making a Morbius movie. No, they actually did it. Um, so there's probably going to be this Craven movie. And part of me thinks that's really cool. A small part of me thinks that. And that the bigger part of me thinks that why I, I don't care. Venom is a character that you can make a standalone film about. Craven is a Spider-Man villain. He's a fine character, but he's a Spider-Man villain. He has one iconic story. Craven's Last Hunt, and it's a Spider-Man story. I think that would be a great Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they could just make it about him. The same thing Venom did. It's this anti-hero who's a hunter, uh, doing what I don't know. Maybe he hunts down some beast that's in the city, or maybe he just fights the actual guys i have no idea what it would be maybe he's <laughs> hunting down venom that'd be the great that'd be that'd be a great crossover mm-hmm. uh venom's last hunt no 
Craven's Last <laughs> Hunt, but it's Venom instead of Spider-Man. Uh, I could see them doing something yep. like that. Or maybe they are setting up the Sinister Six, and then we're going to be watching a Tom Holland MCU Spider-Man movie, and they show up. Right. Yeah, uh, there, there's really no telling, and it, it's it, you having Sony and Marvel both working on related properties does kind of muddy the waters on what's actually going on sometimes. Yeah, and and it's gonna actually soon because so I've always I always thought I've been pretty good at like, and I don't think a lot of casual fans are able to do this all the time. I'm I've been pretty good at distinguishing like okay this is in this universe and this is in this universe and not get confused i know people who watched the gotham tv show and got confused because they didn't know how it related to batman begins like general audiences often really just don't have that concept i think it's a batman franchise so it needs to be in the batman movie how wait how does andrews garfield spider-man relate to toby mcguire's is it a prequel to toby mcguire's like what like like that's actually thoughts that people have sometimes and i've always kind of like laughed at that but to be honest like with how muddy the water the waters are lately i'm probably gonna start getting a little confused as to how something relates to something like like when um Michael Keaton showed up in that Morbius trailer. It's like, so it's uh, what? So it's got to be the MCU, but they haven't said it's the MCU. So like, I'm actually am getting a little confused. Right. Yeah. I think as stuff comes out, it'll be clear what's what, but yeah, for right now it's all a little muddied. Yeah. But anyway, uh, if Keanu Reeves gets cast as Craven, he'll probably not end up getting cast in another MCU. Role probably MCU has literally casted people in MCU roles when they already played another role in the MCU, um, so it's not completely off the table. But Keanu Reeves has been in the has been in the rumors and and, and talks about playing a Marvel character for years. So right. many people wanted him to play Moon Knight. Uh, people wanted to play Adam Warlock, etc. I think he'd be a fun Punisher. Um. There's a lot of talks for that, so are y'all a little disappointed that that might be off the table if he does end up playing Craven the Hunter? Mm-hmm. Well, and that that's one of the things. It's like, you know, like you said, Craven doesn't have a lot of good stories, so unless they have something very specific in mind, you almost feel like that would be wasted Keanu Reeves. Yeah, which is a problem I've, I've had with a lot of Marvel movies lately. Like, when they casted... Um, Kit Harrington as the Black Knight for the Eternals movie. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of the Black Knight? No. no. I'm, really I'm not assuming it's a Batman ripoff. It's it's a guy. It's you would think that that's Moon Knight's the Batman ripoff. No. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> uh, black Knight is a he's a knight who wears black armor and has like a magic sword, hmm. um, and he's related to the Eternals. Yeah, who cares? And then I would like say that. And it's such a funny conversation. I commented that like in the news when like comicbook.com first reported that like a year ago. And someone was like, I was like, who's not important? You're wasting him on Black Knight. Who cares about Black Knight? And someone was like, Black Knight was an Avenger. It's like, oh yeah? What's your favorite Avenger story starring the Black Knight? (laughs) (laughs) You can't answer the question. Yes, he was an Avenger. Everyone's been an Avenger. People forget. And this is why I was talking about how uh, 
news stories might spur off into tangents. But people forget that for a long, 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 long time, like before the Avengers movie was made, the Avengers might as well have been called the Unsellables. Because they would just <laughs> take the unsellable characters, people who couldn't sell their own solo series, and they put them <laughs> in the Avengers. Because they got nothing else to do. That's I'm funny. sorry, that's why Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are essential members of the team. Uh, I think Scarlet Witch is awesome now. Right. I, I mean, that's, that's the thing, is they've done such a wonderful job of elevating those characters. And that's a good point. They'll probably elevate characters like the Black Knight, and it won't be a waste. Same for, like, the Red Guard. Like, I really wanted David Harbour to play the Thing, Ben Grimm, but he's playing mm-hmm. the Red Guardian in Black Widow. But I'll probably end up really loving the character, even though I'm kind of disappointed that it's a waste. But also, you know what? Someone's got to play these characters. Yeah. Michael Sarah. Michael is going to play the thing, right? <laughs> oh, wow. I, I'm sorry. I, I fan cast Michael Sarah as everything. I fan cast <laughs> Michael Sarah as Batman a while back. <laughs> it, it's just. It's funny. It's just funny to think about Michael Sarah playing these characters. It would because Michael Sarah plays one character. Uh huh. Michael Sarah. Yeah. yeah. I love Michael Sarah, but he plays one character. That's 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 hilarious. I'd love to see Michael Sarah in a Marvel movie. No, oh, he'd be great. Yeah. Might make him like Harry Osborn or something. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. Like, I mean, I wanted, like, he would be great. And why Simon Pegg is not in a Marvel movie yet, I don't know. I agree. I agree. Simon Pegg. Who could Simon Pegg play? He's got a lot more range than you would think. No, Simon uh, Pegg is a is an excellent actor. Yeah, he is. Uh, Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, Simon <laughs> Pegg. Oh. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> Isn't that the role that Chris Evans played back yeah. in the nineties? All right, so we've got we've got Simon Pegg as as Johnny Storm, and we've got Michael Sarah as as Ben Grimm. Yeah, this is getting weird. <laughs> Yeah, let's get Jesse Eisenberg as Mister Fantastic. <laughs> you can't put my, you can't put Jesse Eisenberg and Michael Sarah <laughs> in the no. same movie though. You'll get confused. <laughs> uh-huh. Not unless they're supposed to like you know they're supposed to be like some kind of mistaken identity situation. It's like you can't put Natalie Portman and Kira uh, Knightley in the same movie. Uh, yeah, no, I thought they were the same person for a long time Kira Knightley and Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know, I saw Pride and Prejudice and I was like, man, Natalie Portman. <laughs> yeah well you know um kira knightley's first profession like her her first movie credit is as the handmaid in um phantom menace and the phantom menace really yeah so about half of the, well, the whole time she's the decoy as, yeah yeah oh, she's one of yeah wow. she's one of natalie portman and they decoys. said that their mothers couldn't tell them apart in the makeup like when they got to the set it was like okay who's in the makeup today yeah you know, there's a lot of lookalikes. This is so off topic. Margot Robbie has a million lookalikes, and I've seen so many movies where I'm like, wow, Margot Robbie's in this movie. And then I look it up later, and it was not her at all. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, um, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> back, back to that. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be a waste if he's Craven, but Craven's really cool. You know, you could argue it was a waste to put Michael Keaton, an incredible actor, as Vulture, but that's one of my favorite MCU villains. Yeah, for sure. And it's a big part of him. So I'd love Keanu Reeves as Craven, but in a Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. 
put him in a Spider-Man movie. Uh, any other thoughts on Keanu Reeves potentially becoming Craven the Hunter? No, I think that's think that's all I've got to say about it. I, I mean, it's one of those things like at face value, I'm just like, okay, I, I don't know if that's a movie I need, but but I watch it because but I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> watch Keanu Reeves in a in a superhero movie. Um, it doesn't mean I don't think they might they might do great things with the character. It's just uh, I don't know. I, it's it's one of those that it's like at, at face value, I'm not sure what to do with it. But like but you said, that's how I felt about how about half of the things that they pulled out for like, oh, we're making an Ant Man movie. You know, like Yeah. Are you are you now? <laughs> you know. So oh, are you yeah. You know, I bet Craven the Hunter would be a pretty big success because people who like Venom would go and see that. Actually, no. Based on however good Morbius does, that's how good Craven the Hunter will do. That's yeah. a better one-to-one comparison there right well and, and keanu reeves is a big draw right now like you put him in it people are gonna go see it that's yeah. true that's true people might just get confused and think they're going to see john wick five <laughs> <laughs> uh but speaking of uh morbius uh jared leto we got some we uh, coming up in like two three or two day two or three days we're gonna get another uh zack snyder justice league cut trailer but he's been releasing uh, little teasers pretty much every day for the past week. And a big piece of news floating around is that the Joker's coming back for Justice, for Justice League, uh, Snyder's Justice League cut. And we got a pretty good look at him uh, the other day with a, with a couple images that came out of him. And it looks like a prison cell. Um, I, I don't even know where to start uh, with these pictures of the Joker. Uh, you guys saw them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess just the the question I need to ask is, do you think it looks good? Not particularly, but <laughs> it's, I mean, it's still I I, I don't know. I, I wasn't huge on the first iteration of the Jared Leto Joker. And, right. Uh, there's something about this one that looks. I mean. Are there any color photos, or is it all the black and whites? It's all black and whites, right? I think it's all black and whites, except for what fans have colorized. Right. Maybe in the trailer, I think it's actually going to be on Valentine's Day, maybe in the trailer we'll get a colorized image of it. Yeah, that, that would help. I mean, looking at it in black and white, even though I still it's still not my favorite Joker look, I think this looks a little more a little more right than the original Jared Leto Joker. I would agree with you there. Uh, the big piece of news, of course, is that he no longer has damage tattooed across his forehead. <laughs> and as I tweeted, how are we going to know that he's damaged? <laughs> God, I hated the Suicide Squad version of Joker because he just looked like a Hot Topic boy trying way too hard. <laughs> and that's the joke that gets said, right? But, like, could you imagine the Joker getting damaged tattooed on them anywhere, let alone his forehead. Yeah. Like, that's what ruins it for me. Yes. The coat looks stupid. Fine. Yes. The haircut is stupid. Fine. But it's the tattoos that killed it for me, man. So at least they took a step in taking that away. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, from what I, from what you can tell in the pictures, 
I do think that it's a little more of a step in the right direction. Now, I, here's the thing about Jared Leto as the Joker. I've always thought that was a great idea. I, I think Jared Leto is a pretty, pretty good actor. I haven't seen him in a whole lot of stuff, but I mean, to to me, Jared Leto as Joker just kind of made sense. But then Suicide Squad happened, and I didn't like his performance. But I, it's really hard for me to tell how much I should blame it on him. Mm-hmm. And how much I should just blame it on that movie, right? The writing and the he didn't write the script, and right. he didn't make. I'm, I'm assuming he didn't make the decisions about his character. He just worked with what he had. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, like, look, I don't know how I feel about the look. I really don't yet. But if we get a good scene of him in this, and we get a scene similar to the scene in The Dark Knight, you know, something on that caliber, yeah, then I'll be. 100% redeemed in my eyes. Uh, let's let's see him get to do something with the Joker. That's the thing. The Joker could be a character that, that actors get to sink their teeth into. And there was nothing for Jared Leto to do in Suicide Squad uh, that was interesting from an actor's perspective. Right. And that's the thing is the Joker's got to be this like larger than life personality. Yeah. And I just... That's not what I've seen from it so far. But, you know, it's it's also one of these cases of, I don't know how you, anybody that does the Joker now automatically gets immediately compared to Heath Ledger. And Joaquin Phoenix. And now Joaquin Phoenix. That's true, yeah. And it's a, that's a, it's that's a an uphill bar. fight. Mm-hmm. You're right. That is a huge uphill battle. And so... You could argue that the only thing Jared Leto could have done is do something very different, like they did in Suicide Squad. But I would—I mean, I would disagree. Like um, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker and Heath Ledger's Joker are very, very different. Mm-hmm. As they're both different from Jack Nicholson's Joker, you can do something different to stand out. You don't have to go to the extremes that Jared Leto's Joker did to try and stand out. Um, the Joker in Gotham uh, was yeah. very different, but is still Man. beloved by fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when I think about it, I, I think Jared Leto's Joker is the only portrayal of the Joker that people really don't like. Yeah. I, yeah. Which is which is strange. Um, which, I mean, and that's saying something because Gotham wasn't always a huge hit. You know, they, they didn't. Right. People didn't always like the notes that Gotham hit. But, but the Joker, they did, you know, everybody's like, always like the Joker. And here's the thing that that's a great example. Gotham's a great example of how it isn't all about the look. Yes. Having a good look will help with the Joker, but you could have had this crappy tattoo, uh, damaged on his forehead looking Joker. But if the actual content of, of the portrayal would have been good, then Mm -hmm. I could overlook the costume design. I don't like the way that Gotham's Joker looks. I, I don't like the 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 burned, mutilated face and the way the hair looks. I don't I don't I don't like that look. Mm-hmm. But the portrayal is right. still so good that yep. it's a beloved Joker. Yep. And and Jared Leto's Joker just had none of that. And that's the thing is I don't know how much to blame Jared Leto and how much to blame the movie. So this that's probably 
weirdly enough, this is probably the one reason I'll actually watch the Snyder Cut Suicide Squad. Uh, not Suicide Squad. Uh, please, God, no. Uh, <laughs> the Justice League Cut. Yeah. Is to see this because I'm just extremely interested um, in what's going on there. And, and judging on the trailer, that'll pretty much determine how if I'm actually going to watch this movie, I mean, I'm going to watch the movie because we do a podcast about this kind of stuff and mm-hmm. I'm probably going to have to talk about it. But let me ask you, if we weren't doing this podcast, would you guys watch the Snyder cut justice league? Uh, no, no. Even, even though we're doing this podcast, are you guys going to watch the, the Snyder cut justice league? I am going to watch it just because I think it's too big of a deal at this point for us to ignore it. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. But if you would have said no, then I would have been like, cool, I got it out. Uh, (laughs) No, I I mean, I I think at this point it has become this big thing where, you know, a fan base, you know, has been screaming for something. And, you know, I'm not sure they're going to be, I'm not sure they're going to be happy in the end with what they get. Mm -hmm. I really do think it's going to be, if you like Zack Snyder enough to have requested the Snyder cut, then you're probably going to like this. My my if concern you, is that it's it's they're going for three and a half hours, and yeah. like that that's a long movie. Like you know, it and you can't do a three and a half movie and have a really bad thirty minutes in the middle of it. No, like I'm just scared they're just taking everything and just throwing it all on screen. And right. I also actually have an issue with calling this a director's cut at this point because they're filming new stuff. That's not it's a director's a cut. New, it's almost an entirely new movie. Right. So, I mean, they can call it um, the Snyder cut, but it's going to officially be listed as a director's cut of this movie, but it's not. It, it's a new movie. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I haven't really thought about, and I'm sure it's going to be uh canon but like is this now what is this going to be the canon version of the justice league see that's that's always the thing with and i guess for dc it doesn't matter all that much because they're not overly concerned with their canon anyway um they're they're their mantra is it's kind of weird because they really wanted to be Marvel. And then when that didn't quite work, they were like, well, we're just going to make good movies and they don't necessarily have to tie together. That's fine. The only problem is they hadn't made that many good movies. (laughs) Yeah. They got like three. And I really wanted to watch that. I actually, I want to mention this real quick. Um, I really wanted to watch wonder woman, but it fell when it was out on like, we don't have a theater. And when it was out on HBO Max, it was only on HBO Max for, what, like two weeks? Uh, It was on almost a month, but it was right over the time when your grandfather died. Right. So I had so much going on in my life, I just missed it. I can't watch it now. I've seen some people talking about how superior this model is to what Disney Plus did with, like, Milan. But the thing about Milan, yeah, I had to... uh, I had to pay for it on top of my subscription. Your what? Four dollar a month. But my subscription is not fifteen dollars a month. Mm -hmm. And 
I I was able to watch it until it actually came out. Like I I, I could watch it as many times as we wanted to watch it. Right, and, and so you still can. Right, and and they acted like this model that HBO Max u- is using is superior, but the the subscription cost for HBO Max is kind of ludicrous, to be honest. And it's um, and it's already gone. Like I can't watch it now. So I didn't even realize that that was the case. Yeah, it's it's been gone. It like the January twenty second, I think. Twenty wow. fourth. I guess it was right there, right out a month. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the funny thing about Wonder Woman. I was excited to see it, and I was even gonna. I was gonna watch it on Christmas. Like I was all for it. But it came out, and the reviews started coming back. And I don't know about you guys, but I I haven't heard overwhelmingly positive things about it. No. And the more I thought about it, and the more I heard about it, and the more I saw about it, I was like, I don't. I don't want to spend $15 to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Right. I just so, kind of don't care. So I'll rent it at this point. I'm just going to rent it when it comes out and see what I think. And I hope yeah. I love it because I really like the first one. I love the mm-hmm. first one. That's, that's DC's best film. I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, so. DCEU that is, um, which is also so weird. Why is it called the extended universe? That's yeah. so weird. I hate that. Because, like, in the comic books, it could be an extended universe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, DC extended universe. That could mean anything. But right. it's movies. MCU means cinematic. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. MCU. Yeah, I mean, well, Marvel, not only did they, they named it as the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they actually, in keeping with what they do in the comics... The things happening in the MCU happen on that. There's a number designation for the Earth in the MCU. Yeah. It's like 1,000 or something like it's that. It's 199,999. Awesome. Like that's, it's, it's perfect. God, Marvel did everything so perfectly. They Not did. everything. Most things. Most things. They thought really through things so well. But I they just really well, did. Well, and they, they they've mapped it so far ahead. But mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things everybody's like, Well, why can't they just do what Marvel did? And it's like, well, nobody's ever done what Marvel did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't want to be here's the thing, you say, Why can't they do what Marvel did? But then if they did, people would say, Oh, you're just copying Marvel. Mm-hmm. Right. So it is a it is a hard line to walk. Now, I would have loved it if they did what Marvel did, but I understand why they didn't just do that directly um i wish they did because i think i've talked about it before but after watching the dc movies most of them at least i walk away being like man i hate dc i don't like dc Mm -hmm. but then like i watch like the cartoons or play some video games or even just read some comics and i'm like oh wait like most of the characters i like are dc yeah dc is like really amazing and the potential there could batman versus superman should have been the biggest movie ever well and that's kind of the thing and that's kind of what's frustrating about dc it's not like we're talking about like oh this this poor comic book company trying to follow up you know and 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 beat the giant marvel well you know you said this on this show a while back when this race started DC was halfway to the finish line while Marvel was at the starting line. I mean, yeah. what, three of our four Mount Rushmore 
superheroes or DC characters because you can't argue with mm-hmm. Batman and Superman. Superman. Right, but then you you look at the I mean the the whole thing they've done is you follow up the Dark Knight trilogy mm-hmm. with subpar movies. It's yeah. like the Dark Knight trilogy is still one of the best. Th- those movies are still some of the best superhero movies out there. Oh, that reminds me. I forgot about my clap back the other day about Man of Steel. <laughs> what about Man of Steel? I got Steel? into it on Twitter. With, not got into it. I, we, uh, Ro from, from Scarif and I were having a friendly debate about the merits of DC movies. And, um, you know, a Man of Steel, hands down the best DC movie ever. And I was like, really that's really you know and so then i was giving a hard time about dark and moody and i had written out well you know because this guy doesn't do dark and moody well enough we needed the big blue uh boy scout to do it too but i fell asleep before i sent it and then (laughs) (laughs) that reminds me though because i think i did see that i'm glad you brought it up The, the one movie that a lot of people even um our fellow podcast host daniel the one thing they'll say is that, well, DCU's messed up. A Man of Steel was really great. I rewatched Man of Steel not long ago, and I've thought about it a lot. And I don't think I like Man of Steel much <laughs> anymore. I really don't, especially yeah. after rewatching stuff and rereading Superman comic books mm-hmm. and really trying to understand the character more. Because I used to not care at all about Superman, and now Superman's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. Man. The more of... I think about it, I don't like Man of Steel. Yeah, no, I mean, it was never one of my favorites. Like, it's an okay, it's an okay movie, but it strays a good bit from the Superman story. And I don't think it's the best Superman movie. I agree with you. And here's the thing about Man of Steel is that it's a great deconstruction of Superman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But it's not a great Superman movie. And that's the thing. It's kind of weird. They tried to start a a cinematic universe off of a deconstruction Mm -hmm. of a character. Here's the thing, though. I don't think Zack Snyder thought it was a deconstruction. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Here's the thing. (laughs) Superman is the the eternal optimist, you know, and and, in his, like, as a kid, um, we used to listen to old radio shows, you know, Superman radio shows from, like, the 50s, you know, and just this, you know, truth and justice and, you know, and... Starting our story with, oh, it, it all, in some ways, um, it almost felt like the Arrowverse. It's like, oh, no, Superman doesn't want to be a superhero anymore because, you know, dark and brooding. And it's like, come on, Nail. Why? Why would yeah. that be dark and brooding? I agree. I just want, I like it when my superheroes are happy. I, 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 it's okay to have dark superheroes. It's okay to do dark things in superhero movies the the name of the movie that is like the most that is the best dc movie is called the dark knight like it's okay for things to be dark mm-hmm. it's okay for superman to be dark sometimes yeah right well i mean they, and they, and they even did that year. in moments in the in the christopher reeve supermans there's moments where not like dark like you know that way but like gets down like he does lose that optimism at times um, becomes disenchanted yeah. with things, but not. It's different, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't last. It's like I don't know. I just 
I think Man of Steel is a, is a great movie, but it's not the best Superman movie. It's not yes. even a it's not even a good Superman movie. It's another one of those where I wish I just called it something different. Yeah, I could see that. You know, kind or, of we, even if it wasn't different, make it a Superman super Superman movie, but don't launch a cinematic universe off the back of it. Right. No, I mean it would have been fine as a, to have done a lot of those themes with Superman somewhere along the way. Like they did with but, Captain America. Right. But launching, you're right, launching your cinematic universe with that take on Superman was kind of an odd choice. And I think it's because they never intended for that. <laughs> like, they probably didn't have a plan. They probably were just making movies. And for the most part, people liked Man of Steel, I think. Yeah. Like, for the most part. No, it's, it's a well, like, I think it's a well-liked movie. People are like, wait a minute. We could do what Marvel's doing. Let's do that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they were trying to make a cinematic universe. Maybe they were trying to do it the whole time. They were trying to connect it to the Green Lantern or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, there's um, there's really no telling. It's they haven't been really forthright with exactly what their intentions are. Um, but I mean, at this point, I I think that they've moved on from. I don't even know why they keep referring to the DCEU. It's largely just a collection of loosely connected films yeah like sometimes things, like wonder woman's in justice league but like wonder woman 1984 n- none of us have seen it from what i've heard it has nothing to do with anything aquaman has nothing to do with anything mm-hmm. else in the dcu and funny enough those are like the best dc movies are the ones that uh don't have anything to do with it the batman is coming out like they don't give a crap dude they're making a whole other batman movie yeah, like that's hilarious to me. How much of a crap they don't give, which I think it's great. That's probably gonna be. I'm gonna love that movie. Probably. I hope so. I really hope so. But then they're also making a Flash movie that <laughs> is going to have Ben Affleck, so he's still doing stuff, and the Flash is connected with that, I guess. Yeah, they're still doing a Flash movie. What? <laughs> like theoretically. Theore- yeah, theoretically, like I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're still working on a Shazam too. Although they announced the other day that uh, Henry Cavill Superman will not appear in Shazam too. Oh, you mean uh, a body double in his costume won't appear? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, there was some talk. You know, they were there was talk about having Superman show up. In fact, they had initially wanted to have Henry Cavill show up at the end of of Shazam. Shazam. And it, yeah. But now they're just already saying, no, nah, he's not going to be in the second one. So it's like, well, okay. Yeah. That's and, fine. Because for some reason, DC all of a sudden doesn't want Henry Cavill to be Superman anymore. That's a thing now. And Henry Cavill's like, I don't know. I'd love to keep playing Superman. And and they're just like, mm, he might be done. Why? I mean, I, I don't. I don't understand at this point why you would not want Henry Cavill to continue playing Superman. I'm like, I don't think that's working. Right. Exactly. And in whatever issues, you know, I may have had with the dark and brooding thing. I mean, I don't, again, I don't think that's on him. I think he's a great Superman. that's, That's the character they told him to play. You know, I mean, he certainly looks the part. Yeah. Um, I would love to see an inspiring Superman played by Henry Cavill because I think he could do it. I think he's an incredible actor. Yeah, and I think that he could. I'd love to see him get to play a Christopher Reeve version of Superman. 
like somebody who who gets them say inspiring things and do the right thing and is also i'd love to see him be a really good clark kent who's like you know a human and, and stumbling and eats his sandwich and likes to sit outside of the daily bugle and just watch not the daily bugle the daily planet and just watch the birds and stuff and feeds them bread because he just likes that stuff like the people think that superman you know there's a common thing and and i totally understand this interpretation of superman but it's just not one that i um subscribe to superman technically speaking literally speaking is not a human but he was all he's ever known is being a human born and raised on a farm in kansas by two good old human parents he's not literally a human, but emotionally, mentally, like he's more human than than any of us. Um, he's he's the best human in a lot of ways. Uh, be, and and, and a, a big reason of that is that he chooses to be. He doesn't have to be. He could fly away, but he doesn't want to, and so he doesn't because he's human. He's a person. He has flaws, and he's funny and goofy. And inspiring, like he's he's such a well-rounded character that is. I mean, I keep saying it, but it's so true. He's just so human um, in every way. Like whenever he's Clark Kent, yes, he's sort of putting on a facade, like on purpose, like you know, being a little bumbling, doesn't want anyone to think that he's Superman. But that is him. He is Clark. His name is Clark. Right. Um, I hate when people are like your cow and he prefer like i think they've done that in the mcu before i mean not the mcu and the dceu a couple times it's like it's cow like he's the alien like no he's he's clark kent right he uh, um kill um kill bill great movie right do y'all remember that monologue from the from a villain when he's like superman wakes up and he is superman and he and he puts on the mask and that's clark kent like i totally disagree with that in every single way totally disagree clark kent is a real person he's not a facade um and i just, I would love to see that side of him from henry cavill because i think he's an incredible actor who could do it right but anyway i mean i'm sure we'll have plenty of room to talk about the snyder cut and the dcu coming up soon we're gonna get that trailer dropping on valentine's day uh it's gonna come out in a couple of months there's going to be a whole lot of news around it and i can't wait to get a better look at those joker picks uh i don't necessarily like the look but it's definitely better than the previous ones but uh do you guys have any other thoughts on the snyder cut or the jared little joker picks or, or any of that stuff no not really I, I at this point i mean it's just kind of a wait and see and like you said we should be getting a trailer here soon and i was really surprised we didn't get one during the super bowl but uh, yeah, trailer. how disappointing were tra- commercials during the Super Bowl? Uh, but trailer coming and um, with Superman, I you know, yeah, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. It's my the new episode of my favorite anime came out, so I was <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's Attack on Titan Sunday. And they're like, hey, it's the Super Bowl. I'm like, what? No, <laughs> like I was going to my friend's house to watch Attack on Titan. And my mom was like. You watching the Super Bowl over there? And I'm like, oh, the Super Bowls today? <laughs> uh, tells you about me. Uh, but I guess that's going to wrap us up for this episode. 
of the news here at sciencefictionary.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Don't forget to check out our other shows coming out this week. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Pillars of Adventure. We're going to be starting that series. Uh, very excited to do that. Andrew, where can people find you on the internet? All right, you can find me running the Twitter account for this show at sci underscore fictionary. You can find us on our other podcast, Coruscant Radio Underground, where we talk about everything Star Wars. You can drop us a line at thesciencefictionary at gmail.com or check us out at thesciencefictionary.com. You can also find us, as well as the rest of the Red 5 podcast family, at red5network.com or at red5network on Twitter. And Marisha? You can find me on my website, princessesandpadawans.com. You can... Find me on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore Padawans. And I am P Padawans on Twitter. All right. And you guys can find me on Twitter at David underscore JG Peoples. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to drop us a like, comment, subscribe, rating, anything you can do. And find us on all of your favorite streaming platforms. This has been the Science Fictionary Podcast. Uh, outro. <laughs> And until next time, catchphrase that's relevant to the things we talked about. <laughs> that's funny. I like that. Make that the actual ending. <laughs>